The Vape Passion Show, episode 92. In this episode, an e-juice review of Capone by The Sauce LA, why you should take part in the annual e-cig intelligence vapor survey, battery updates on Enersig, Molycell, and Sony VTC5A batteries, a replication study disproves another previous aldehyde study, the England e-juice company Nerudia, purchased by Imperial Tobacco, more big tobacco news, Altria has invested in Avail Vapor, and Naked 100 is now selling nicotine salt-based versions of their e-juices. Welcome back to the Vape Passion Show. I'm Alex, this is episode 92, and I'm recording this on Tuesday, November 7th. If you're planning on buying a vape product anytime soon and you want to support the show, go to vapepassion.com vendors and buy from one of those links. There are more than 50 popular vendors listed. I'll get a small commission for referring you, but it doesn't cost you anything extra. So last week, you might have noticed that the show came out really late on YouTube. I actually published the podcast and the video on my website on Wednesday. Uh, I thought it was strange that nobody had left any comments on YouTube after two days of releasing it. So I went to YouTube to see if something went wrong and I realized that it was unlisted. So that was pretty stupid of me. And then my giveaway for the Goon 1.5 RDA is over and the winner was Amanda L. I've already talked to her and have sent the prize out. So um, she should be getting that soon. And while we're on the subject of giveaways, there are a ton of them happening this month. If you don't know, I try to keep my giveaways page on my website updated with giveaways from around the web. Um, I try to stick with giveaways from Gleam or Rafflecopter rather than Facebook or Instagram giveaways just because the social media ones, they don't really last very long. Um, I just don't have time to keep the page updated with everything. But like I said, there are a bunch happening this month, so go to vapepassion.com giveaways to get in on those. Now as for new vape gear, I got some stuff in from heavengifts.com. They sent me the Joytech D19 Exceed kit and also a sub-ohm tank from a company named Keras Tech. It's called the Green Tank. The Joytech Exceed is a beginner setup. It's a really small 1500 milliamp hour battery and a tiny two mil tank. Comes with two coils, one for mouth to lung vaping and one for lung hits. Uh, both of the coils, they perform really well, never get a dry hit, and they both have pretty good flavor too. I think the lung hit coil takes a little too long to heat up, but I was totally blown away by the performance of this kit. It's not at all what I was expecting from a, a beginner device. It does restricted hits perfectly. It produces a lot of vapor if you want it to, and the flavor is really good. And about the green tank, so this one is interesting. When I saw this in the mail, my first thought was, oh yeah, this is what lesser known reviewers like me get. It's about $10, brand new, and five packs of coils are only $5. This tank was designed to be the most bare-bones sub-ohm tank ever created, literally. They even mention it on their sales page that this tank is cheap, so they developed this tank with that whole idea in mind. It has a silicone drip tip and a silicone coil sleeve, which they say doesn't give it a weird flavor. I thought it had a little bit of a weird rubbery flavor at first, but it did go away. It has a super cheap silicone airflow ring, which is basically just a tank protector that you have to slide over one side of the tank to block off one of these airflow holes. And that ring is ridiculous and tacky, but it works. Honestly, this tank feels like a $10 tank, and I really didn't like it at first, but that's why it's important for me to keep using products that I don't like because my thoughts might change a, a little bit with time. And after vaping, several tanks through this it's really not that bad and the flavor is actually really good now I wouldn't buy this over a higher quality tank but for someone on a really tight budget who wants a sub ohm tank it's a decent buy so yeah that's what I got from heaven gifts and I'm always grateful to get their support they've been a, a great company to work with and are always really nice they don't care if you give their products bad reviews and they don't nag you to death to publish reviews fast. So, you know, like I can go months without them checking in. They just let me do my thing. And their prices, they are sometimes a little high in my opinion, but they are a really good company. I also got a couple of other things in the mail, like some e-juice from Bigglesworth Labs, the Peerless RDA and the Dead Rabbit RDA, uh, but I haven't had time to open them, um, especially with school. Uh, 
Do you guys ever get tired of me complaining about school? I just can't help it. it. It consumes so much of my life. I just started statistics and this is the first class since starting school again that I'm worried about. Um, I've always been terrible in math and I haven't taken a math class since I was in college 10 years ago. I don't even remember any of it. And even then, I would have never passed those classes if it weren't for my wife pretty much tutoring me nonstop. I'm only a week in so far and I've spent probably five hours watching the teacher's webinars and another few hours reading the book. That's a lot for me with my schedule. So this is going to be a, the most time-consuming class yet. Really interesting though, especially since I like to read so many medical studies. It'll probably be pretty helpful for me. Okay, so that's what's been going on. So let's get into the topics this week, starting with an e-juice review of Capone by the Sauce LA. So I purchased this myself when the Sauce LA did a huge deal on Reddit for 30 mil bottles for a dollar. That was a crazy deal, but their e-juice is still pretty affordable at $9.99 per 30 mils or $20 for 60 mils. But check out their social media profiles because they're always doing huge sales. So this was described as a fruity cereal sweet milk flavor. They say it has a tart, crispy cereal flavor on the inhale and a rich, creamy milk on the exhale. This is an 80VG 20PG mix and I ordered 6 milligrams nicotine. It smells great. It smells just like a sweet milky cereal. It doesn't remind me of any specific cereal, but probably like a mix of Fruity Pebbles and Fruit Loops. I'm using the Dead Rabbit RDA built at 0.32 ohms on top of the Smoke Alien mod running at 80 watts. The flavor isn't as strong as I was hoping, but it does taste just like it smells. It tastes like it has a good amount of sweetener in there too. I get both fruity cereal, kind of like the dust at the bottom of a bag of Fruit Loops, and also a slight milky taste. It's not the best cereal juice I've ever had, but for a low cost e-juice, I think it's okay. After a little chain vaping, the flavor really starts to die off and get muted though, so that sucks. I personally wouldn't pay $10 for a 30 mil, but if you've never tried it and you want to see what if you like it, wait until they have a crazy sale because they do them all the time. Alright, and now I want to let you know that you should take part in the annual eSig Intelligence Vapor Survey. If you're on the kasa.org email list, you'll have received an email from them asking for your participation in the annual eSig Intelligence Vapors Survey, which is done in partnership with Kasa. eSig Intelligence is a regulatory and market intelligence organization for or the vape industry. I've seen some of their reports and I also regularly check out the occasional free data that they publish and it's all really in-depth and interesting. And as with any market research firm, their reports are really expensive, ranging anywhere from $400 to $1,500. But there's a reason market research firms like this exist. The data that they put together helps a business determine whether or not they should enter the market, what products they should sell, what audiences they should market to, um, considerations a business should be aware of in certain countries, and regulations that they need to be aware of. So if you're a vape company looking into expanding into a, a new market, reports like these can be really useful. Anyway, take the survey and help them develop reports that can both aid in developing better policies and also help vape businesses better serve us, the consumers. This, the survey takes about 10 minutes, according to them, and that's about how long it took me too. You'll find it at surveymonkey.com slash r slash vape survey ECI17. I'll also put the link in the show notes because for some reason, neither CASA or Easy Intelligence have a link to the survey in a clear place on their website. As a digital marker, that's just mind-blowing to me. You want people to fill this out, right? Put it in a place where people can see it. Add a pop-up to your site or put it in a sidebar or something. All right, now let's talk about battery news. John Muchow, aka Battery Mooch, has been publishing lots of great updates lately. First, he found that the Enersig EC27HC 35 amp 2700 battery is identical to the five leg iJoy battery. Mooch just recently reported that iJoy released a poor performing four leg version of their 2700, but the five leg version is a good one. I haven't heard of any shortages of the five leg iJoy, but if for whatever reason you can't find one, or you just want to buy the Enersig 35 amp 2700 battery, it sounds like it's a good one to pick up. Mooch rated it at 30 amps 2900 milliamp hours, and you can buy it 
at enersig.com. He also tested the Enersig EC27B 15 amp, 4,000 milliamp hour, 2700, and found it to be identical to the Sanyo NCR2700B. Again, this is another high quality battery that performs great. The thing to note about this one though, is that it's rated at 15 amps by the manufacturer and 16 amps by Mooch. So this isn't something you'd super sub on with. This is a battery designed for long life. Mooch suggests staying below 40 watts per cell for these batteries. And then the Molycell 2700 batteries. Um, he tested the Molycell INR2700 35-amp, and this is interesting. He's saying that it's identical to the five-leg batteries from iJoy, eFest, Amp King, and eBat. He says that this battery is a cell that all those other companies are rewrapping. So what's interesting about this is that iJoy has claimed many times that their 2700 batteries are developed by them. I don't know if Mooch is actually saying that iJoy rewraps their 2700s or if he only meant eFest, Amp King, and eBat. Either way though, it's a high performing battery that you can trust. And now the Sony VTC5As that say made in China. So Mooch has retested the VTC5As and these batteries, they just recently hit the market with a sticker that says made in China, which has raised suspicions. And what's strange about these and what Mooch points out in his blog post is that nobody would want to claim that high quality Sony batteries made in Japan are actually from China. So it doesn't make sense why someone would have put these stickers on there. He thinks it might have something to do with a Chinese distributor using them to comply with labeling requirements. Anyway, his tests have found them to be authentic and still high quality, so if you've gotten these, there's nothing to worry about. And I have another study for you this week. A replication study disproves another previous aldehyde study. So a couple of months ago, Dr. Konstantinos Varsalinos set out to replicate the infamous hidden formaldehyde study published by the New England Journal of Medicine. He replicated it exactly and as expected found that the results were not accurate because the researchers vaped the devices at unrealistic temperatures and were getting dry hits, which no person would do on purpose. The hidden formaldehyde study came out in January 2015, then another similar study came out in July 2016, which claimed that increasing voltage on a single coil device from 3.3 volts to 4.8 aldehyde emissions tripled from 53 to 165 micrograms per puff, and the aldehydes increased by more than 60% after the devices were reused. They concluded that this was due to byproduct buildup in the atomizer that degraded when it was heated. They also claimed that acrolein rates grew by a factor of 10. Aldehydes and acrolein are carcinogens, so obviously the results of this study were scary news for vapors, but after digging into the testing methods, it was pretty obvious that these researchers made the same mistakes as the researchers from the hidden formaldehyde study did and they burned the wicks and were testing on dry hits. So the 2016 study is the main focus today. Dr. Farsalinos has performed a replication study on this 2016 study and just published the results. His team used the same equipment, power settings, and puff duration. They used a CE4 atomizer at 3.8 volts and 4.8 volts with five second puffs. First, as was expected, the cause of aldehyde emissions were caused by dry puffs, which is not a realistic way to vape. Second, Farsalino's team found six to 25 times lower aldehyde levels even in dry puff conditions, so that original research was grossly exaggerated. And third, newer equipment has totally different results. So in addition to replicating the original study, he also added in a test on the Nautilus Mini, which is a really old tank in the vape world, but still accurate for this test since it's a newer generation product that uses cotton wicks. On this test, they found that aldehyde emissions were so low that vaping 5 mils of e-juice per day would still produce 94 to 99.8% lower aldehyde levels than smoking 20 cigarettes. That's a huge difference and shows just how little harm is being caused by vaping, at least in relation to smoking. So there you go, another great study from Dr. Farsalinos showing how previous studies used incorrect methodology to get negative results. And now some industry news. An England e-juice company, Nerudia, 
was purchased by Imperial Tobacco. I don't know anything about Nerudia, but I'm guessing that if you live in the UK, you you might, since they seem to be a pretty big company. Uh, they make e-juice, but also offer services to help companies in the UK and the US meet regulatory compliance. They were founded in 2013 in partnership with Contraf Nicotex Tobacco in Germany, which makes pharmaceutical grade nicotine. In only four years, they have grown to more than 100 employees with annual sales of 13.6 million US dollars. On Wednesday, November 8th, a spokesman from Imperial said that Nerudia is a young and dynamic business and that they are delighted to confirm an acquisition. So Imperial Brands, the makers of Cool, Winston, and other brands of cigarettes, now owns Nerudia. This isn't their first acquisition in the vape market either. They acquired Dragonite in 2013, which was the employer of Han Lick, the inventor of the first modern e-cigarette. This gave them ownership of those patents. Then in 2014, they purchased Blue, the most popular e-cigarette brand at that time, and they also own Von Earl, one of the first pod-based vape device manufacturers. So they are clearly dedicated to growing their business in the vape space. So that's a major tobacco acquisition in the UK. There was also a big tobacco deal here in the US. Altria, the parent company of the big tobacco company Philip Morris, and also the parent company of the Newmark LLC, who sells Mark 10 cigarettes, e-cigarettes, just invested in Avail Vapor. Avail Vapor is a fairly large vape company based in Virginia who owns 102 vape shops throughout 12 states in the US, all on the East Coast. They also make their own e-juice. They're supposedly the largest vaping retailer in the U.S., which I don't doubt having that many lo locations. The report from Richmond Times-Dispatch focuses on the fact that Altria sells Mark 10, but some industry experts question if that's why Altria is investing in Avail. Altria also owns Philip Morris, the makers of the IQOS, uh, the heat not burn product, which has taken the market by storm in other countries, but is not yet allowed to be sold in the U.S., some people believe that this new investment might be a strategic move to start selling the IQOS once it gets approval in the United States. Avail's marketing director, Maggie Gowen, has said that their mission to help people quit smoking by switching to vaping has not changed, so we'll just have to see how that all plays out. There aren't any Avail vape shops in Colorado where I live, so I've never been to one, but I did a review for them a while back. They sent me one bottle of their house e-juice, and it was okay, but it had a really harsh throat hit. I actually liked the flavor, but that throat hit was just too much for me and I guess they didn't like that because I never heard from them again. And finally, some news for those of you out there who like nicotine salt e-juices. Naked 100 is now selling nicotine salt-based versions of their e-juices. Normally, I wouldn't consider this news, but Naked 100 is one of the most popular e-juice brands out there right now. Everyone seems to love them, me included. Uh, they make some of the best flavors I've ever had. And it seems like nicotine salts are really growing in popularity, so this is probably going to be some good news for a lot of you. If you're not familiar with nicotine salt, it's basically liquid nicotine formulated a little differently to, prov to provide a smoother throat hit. This is what manufacturers like Enjoy and Juul use in their e-juices to be able to give users 48 milligrams of nicotine without killing their throats. Naked 100 is selling 30 mil bottles in either 35 milligrams or 50 milligram nicotine for around $19.99 per bottle. And so far they have these flavors available. Lava Flow, Really Berry, Brain Freeze, Frostbite, and American Patriots. These aren't designed for sub-ohm vaping. Uh, since these have such high nicotine levels, they're designed for beginner devices, uh, pod-based systems, or uh, mouth-to-lung tanks. You definitely don't want to hit this at 100 watts on an RDA. I don't know if they're available yet, but I know that Breezy.com plans to sell it. So if you're looking for it, check there. Okay, that's all I have for this week. You'll find the show notes for this episode on vapepassion.com. Just do a search for episode 92. If you want to support this show, consider donating to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash vapepassion. You can follow me on Twitter at vapepassion, and I'm also on Facebook. If you like the show, I'd love it if you gave me a review on iTunes. 
You can also catch the video version of the podcast on YouTube. If you're not already a subscriber, please subscribe. If you want to get notifications of new reviews or of the show, you can sign up to receive my weekly email on vapepassion.com. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me anytime or leave a comment on one of my videos. All right, I'll see you next week.